Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina, board certified psychiatrist in South Florida. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey guys, it's Sunday night. It's time for another episode of the Brain Love Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Delvina Thomas, a board-certified psychiatrist in South Florida, right here in Fort Lauderdale in Miami, Florida. Hey, 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 what's up? Are you ready to take the couch? So yes, I think I mentioned previously to you guys that are you ready to take the couch is um, going through the trademark process and will be finalized very soon. So congrats on that. Congrats, congrats to me. Big ups on that. Um, This is my intellectual property, you know. Um, So tonight I don't have a guest on the couch. I just wanted to go through a couple of things, some things that have been trending and uh, surfacing regarding men. We're going to talk about the men tonight. And we're talking about the men because last night was dedicated to the women, orgasms and and sex, Um, but also because I've been talking about the men um, in my in-person events that I started hosting at the YMCA and Historic Cistronk, which is right here in Fort Lauderdale. Um, Last month was Men's Health Awareness Month. Uh, We had a panel with some panelists and we had um, great discussions and an exchange. And, you know, at times it felt like a debate about different things revolving around the world of men. I was not the moderator for the panel it was uh, president Gordon, Eric knows. And we had some folks on, um, on the stage with him. They took the couch with him and they are all coming back um, tomorrow night, Monday, July 24th. Um, same place, uh, the L.A. Lee Mizell Community Center, a.k.a. the YMCA and Historic Cistronk. They will be back. Um, we The show starts at 7. The hour prior to that is networking and like a happy hour. Um, and the show starts at 7. And we're jumping right in with um, basically the the plot. And the plot is to talk about men's health. And some folks have asked me, why am I talking about men's health? Well, We need to because no one else is. And if you've been following me on Instagram um, or on social media, you know that I have a a keen interest in men. It's because um, I have two older brothers. My father is still living as well. My mother um, passed away in 2005. May she rest in peace. Um, And I have a son. So it's like I have all men in my life. Um, I grew up with men just, you know, with the exception of my mother, obviously, but men mean so much to me and watching my brothers go through life with my father, who was very unique, um, watching them figure things out about life. Cause my father, um, he had a very, what we would consider unusual childhood. Um, I won't go into his history now, but, um, and he, he did a, a great job raising us. And I, I knew where his limitations were, they, um, the limitations he he had, um, we could see that. And um, so for my brothers, especially the oldest brother, um, he and I, we've had conversations about our childhood and the challenges we've had and the challenges my brothers have had. And even 
in their personal lives. I would watch them dating and I just always felt like, oh, it's so unfair. Guys have to pay for the dates all the time. That's so unfair. Men have to have a budget for dating, you know. And I think a lot of us take that for granted. Um, so other than that, let me give you four reasons, four mental health statistics as to why we have to look out for our men, for our Black men. Six million men are affected by depression every year in the United States. Six million men are affected by depression every year. 9% of men have feelings of depression or anxiety on a daily basis. So that's almost 10%. One in 10 men have feelings of sadness, aka depression, or nervousness, aka anxiety, almost every day. Only one in four of these men report speaking to a mental health professional. So they're not going to seek care. One in five people experience mental illness in a year. Um, men in color are at greater risk. So we know that on average, one in five people experience mental illness in a given year. Men are men of color are at greater risk than one in five. So my foundation is on a mission to help patients get access to mental health care. And that's why I do these things. That's why I have these events. Um, I've had Therapy Thursday events. As some of you know, who may have attended the event last month, it was on a Monday. This month, it's on a Monday Monday in August. Uh, the Monday was not available, so it's on a Tuesday. Um, in September, we're back to Monday. And I have the save the date ready already for August. In August, we're talking about alternative interventions, alternative treatment. That is August 15th, same time, 6 to 9 p.m. on a Tuesday. And in September, we're talking about um, the topic is back to school. I have a school psychologist, uh, someone who was a school psychologist who's now in private practice and, do, and uh, does uh, neuropsychological testing. She will talk to us about the process of neuropsychological testing. We'll also talk about accommodations for um, our kids in school, the type of accommodations we can request for whether it's elementary school, junior high school, high school, college. We'll talk about all of those things. So I hope those statistics gave you some idea as to why we are talking about men's health. Now, if that didn't convince you, here's something else. Um, black men underutilize mental health services. I've mentioned that a little bit, but black men were less likely to seek mental health services compared to other groups, partly due to the cultural stigma and the barriers in accessing care. We also know that suicide rates among Black men may be lower in comparison to other racial groups, but we have seen an uptick. Suicides have risen. Black men um, still face higher a higher risk of dying by suicide. Um, you know, I'll mention um, dancer Stefan. I don't know if it's Stephen Boss or Stefan Boss. Um, people knew him as Twitch. Um, Twitch died by suicide. He died by suicide um, in 2022. Towards the end of 2022 was right before Christmas. And people were upset at him because he has little kids. And they said, I can't believe this guy killed himself. He's a coward. He's a loser. How could he do this to his kids and his wife? None of us will ever understand why a person makes a decision to take their own lives. But the one thing that we don't want to do is pass judgment 
And also we don't want to be angry. We should not be angry. We shouldn't be angry at all. We don't know this man's story. People said he smiled and you couldn't tell anything was wrong. Well, that's what we all do, right? We all put our best foot forward. People are discouraged from going to work or going out in public and and just, you know, wearing whatever is bothering them, wearing that on their faces. We actually, we all probably, most of us put on a mask. So we can't say, oh, why would he just act like nothing was wrong? We all do that. You know, you have a bad day. You don't walk into the office and throw stuff around and start crying and all those things. You're going to suppress it. So Twitch died by suicide. It was ruled a suicide by the Los Angeles County Medical Examiner, the coroner. Um, he died by a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. Now, there are some men who are trending right now because of health issues. And this is why we do this too, is because we want to encourage men to seek medical care, whether it's mental health care, physical health care, whatever it is, we want to um, encourage our men to do that. Here's some more background information as to why we should be checking in on our men. Depression and anxiety. Black men experience depression and anxiety, and oftentimes it was underdiagnosed. It was undiagnosed and untreated, I should say. A lot of back, Black men have post-traumatic stress disorder. Black men were more likely to experience PTSD due to exposure to violence and traumatic experiences and racial trauma. The experience of racial discrimination and racial trauma had significant impacts on the mental health of Black men. And then there's coping mechanisms. Due to the stigma surrounding mental health, some Black men might rely on alternative coping mechanisms or avoid seeking professional help. So sometimes Black men may turn to sex, to gambling, an outside relationship, overusing alcohol or using recreational drugs to deal with their mental health challenges. So it's important to note um, that some of these mental health statistics may have changed just a tad bit, but I don't think so. I don't think, think so. Um, and so what else do we know about our Black men? Well, life expectancy for Black men was lower compared to other racial and ethnic groups in America. Black men had higher rates of chronic health conditions, such as hypertension, diabetes, and obesity. Hypertension is elevated blood pressure. Diabetes is elevated blood sugar. Um, also, Black men had higher risk of cardiovascular disease, including heart attacks and strokes. And certain types of cancers, their incidence and mortality rates are higher amongst Black men compared to other populations. So... We know that Black men have faced barriers in accessing health care, including disparities in insurance cover and fewer preventive care services. So to my gentlemen out there, please go see your primary care doctor, get your blood pressure checked, get your blood sugar checked, get your thyroid checked, get your prostate checked. I know guys don't want another man putting his finger in, in his butt, but it's something we have to do. And if you really don't want a man doing that to you because of whatever hangup you have, it doesn't make sense to me because there's nothing romantic about that. Go and 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 see a woman and ask the woman to do it. A urologist here in South Florida comes to mind. Shout out to Dr. Barbara Monford. Um, but yeah, you don't have to go and 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 um allow a man to do that. You could have your prostate examined by a woman. 
go see a woman doctor. So trending in the news regarding their physical health are Jamie Foxx and Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders has had blood clots in his on in both his extremities. Initially, it was the left leg, and now we know he has a blood clot in the right. Um, and this can be very, very serious. The other day, he posted a video, and um, he was just giving us an update about his his health. And I commented and said, "Hey, I you know I uh, commend you for." sharing your situation and for you having the courage to move forward and do something about your, I'm paraphrasing now, I can't remember what I said verbatim, but it's something to this effect. And someone responded, I guess it seemed like it was a black male and said, he just has turf toe. What are you talking about? Because black men don't go. And I said, a lot of black men don't go to the doctor, don't go to the hospital. And this guy ridiculed me for giving props to Dion. Like, dude, you don't even talk, you know what you're talking about. He minimized Dion's situation and said he had turf toe. Dion has a lot more than turf toe. In fact, rumor has it, and I'm saying rumor because I'm not involved in his medical care, but rumor has it that he was actually facing amputation. He has had serious health complications that could lead to amputation of his left foot because of his blood circulation issues. So he's had blood clots and has had several surgeries, surgeries on the left foot and his leg. This is serious. This is not just no daggone turf toe. So a lot of men would have ignored this. Um, I can say when there's issues with the vasculature, with the blood flowing through your vessels, it can be painful. And for someone like him who stands around and walks around on the field um, all day coaching and, and these types of things, it's uh, probably not the most comfortable. So I read somewhere that he had two toes on his left foot amputated because of blood clots that, and these blood clots, I guess they stem from a previous surgery. Again, I'm not sure because I'm not a part of his healthcare team, but guys, don't downplay when someone is giving another person props. Why are you complaining because I'm giving this man props? Like whatever. Now. Another situation that's been trending lately is Dame Dash. Dame Dash was on a podcast talking about Aaliyah and R. Kelly, and he made a comment about how Aaliyah told him not to say anything, not to say anything to R. Kelly and not to say anything about R. Kelly to let it go. Apparently, Dame Dash was dating Aaliyah when she was in her early 20s. Dame Dash was eight or nine years older than she. We all know that when she was a teenager, she married R. Kelly. Now, he's saying he didn't say anything because she asked him not to. I commented that he is culpable. He's culpable because he knew about the abuse. And to allow someone, a child, to be abused by an adult and not say anything, you're culpable. So someone said, shut up, you fool. He was not around when Aaliyah was messing with R. Kelly. Um, and they also said that she was of age. Number one, I know Dame Dash knew about our Kel Kelly and Aaliyah. Come on. Who did not know about them? The public knew. So we all knew. Of course, people in the industry knew. I'm sure people in the industry saw them together. And all these people said nothing. We did our, our young sis Aaliyah a disservice by allowing that to happen, which it happens a lot in the Black community where older Black men groom young Black girls and make them 
their mates, their significant others, their girlfriends, their baby mamas, and eventually some of them marries them. So he did what we see in a lot of our communities. And I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people just, just turned a blind eye. So Dame Dash, I don't think you should say anything regarding the R. Kelly Aaliyah situation because you didn't come to her aid. You did not help her. And in fact, you're just as bad as R. Kelly. There's an eight-year difference between the two of you. I find that disgusting. Disgusting. My thoughts are, if you're going to date someone and there's such a large age gap, allow that person to get older. What the heck? And now, of course, Aaliyah's not your average young adult. At the time, she wasn't, right? She had money, she had fame, she had some fortune, and had been probably exposed a whole lot prematurely to some things she should have never been exposed to. So Dane Dash probably looked at this girl like, well, she ain't no baby no more. She's a, a woman. And of course, Aaliyah was gorgeous. It still doesn't excuse it. Um, a man should wait until the proper age. Her brain wasn't even done developing yet. So, and here he is swooping in, courting this young girl. He's like 30 years old. When I see a guy who's dating a young girl who's 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, and he's eight, nine, 10 years older, there's something wrong with him. Because why would you want to date someone who has barely become an adult yet? They have no life experiences. And again, we all know Aaliyah's atypical because of the exposure she had in the industry. So maybe she did have some life experience, but how much life experience can you have being here on this earth for 20, 21 years, 22 years, right? 16, 17, 18 years of which you're a child. So you have three years of life experience. Come on. So Dame, to me, you sh whatever. So moving on. And, you know, I mentioned to this guy that uh, commented to me about um, trying to dictate to my child who to date. And I told him, we can raise up our children in a certain manner. We can teach them honor, respect, obedience. We can teach them to listen. He said, yeah, good luck telling a, a young lady who she can and can't date. My parents told me who I couldn't date and I didn't. Now, mind you, there may have been times where I kept it away from them. So they didn't know and didn't tell me. But when they told me, I did my best to adhere to it. I didn't just say, fuck you and show them total disregard. Didn't do it. So I think um, there's some lessons to be to be learned here, guys and gals. Um, really quickly, I want to um, transition for a second. I have a couple of people who want to tell us what brain love means to them. All right. So listen on what brain love means. So I asked a few people in the community, what does brain love mean to you? What does brain love mean to you? And um, I have a couple of answers from them. And I want you guys to do the same thing. Write in or call in or answer here um, on Spotify or uh, Pandora or, or iHeartRadio. Answer what brain love means to you. Because I'm curious. So I wanted to share some of their answer, some of their answers. Here's the first one. Brain love means to me, it's a 
matter of a cerebral thought, you know, in our community, we have so many issues when it comes to mental health. And it's about loving yourself. It's about accepting your circumstances, about loving yourself as it relates to your mental uh, consciousness. So the fact that we, we talk about brain love, or Dr. Delvina created this phrase called brain love, it's, a, it's a just a wonderful, wonderful uh, concept. In fact, it's a concept where you embrace it, and you take it in, and you love it because it's all about your mental health, your consciousness, about, you know, we all have our issues, especially in the black community. We don't express ourselves enough when it comes to our own mental health. So Dr. Delvina is making it easy for us, especially black men, to embrace it. Brain love. All Brain right. Love. Thanks, Dexter. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's Dexter Bridgman, the CEO and founder of MI a media group. He is on the panel um, tomorrow evening. He will be on the panel. He's a new panel list. Um, he was not on the panel last month, but he is on tomorrow evening. Um, here is another definition of brain love. What does brain love mean to me? Brain love means accepting yourself exactly where you are for who you are and realizing that you have the resources and the ability to change. That was Dr. Angela Brinson, PhD. She is the, the psychologist I referenced earlier um, in tonight's show. She'll be the guest, the speaker at the September 11th event. September 11th is a Monday. It's at the same place, and the topic is back to school. Send me your definitions of brain love, y'all. If you don't want to record anything, send it to me in an email, info at drdelvinahelp.com. Doctor is abbreviated as dr. Delvina, D as in Delta, E-L, V as in Victor, E-N-A, help, H-E-L-P dot com. So I would like to just play something for you that's from the event last month. Um, there were a lot of great exchanges that occurred um, during the panel discussion. Um, there was a uh, discussion about men, how they conduct their business, um, if they conduct business based on fact, or do most of them conduct business based on emotions? So that was a little debate, if you will, and I want to play that for you. Our feelings have been marginalized and, and, and pushed to the side for so long. You see how we acting in the streets? You see how we're acting towards another brother? Do you see how we treating our women? It, it's, it's because we have no outlet for our feelings. That's why we got jobs. Because we provide the space for men to come into our office and emote. Make sense of their thoughts and feelings. Because that's what's wrong with us right now. Is we think that fact is all that what it is. But it's not. I, I'm, I, I'm just telling you from, from my perspective, brother, it's not. I guess you, but you didn't. I, I guess you missed the second half of what I said. I, I heard everything you said, bro. I said, but when you put, when you when you start off, when you said fact is what matter and feelings don't, I disagree. But I did say feelings do matter. But fact is what leads men. It doesn't, because if it did, we would all be in a perfect world. We 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 would we would all look in the dictionary and read what manhood was, and and we would all subscribe to it. Because that's fact. 
But what happens is everybody in this room got a set of eyes and they look at manhood from a different perspective. So what manhood to you is what you define what manhood is based on your life experiences. What manhood is to me is what my life experiences. Now, we could probably come to the, the commonality that manhood has some common pillars, right? Of integrity, right? What are some other ones? Right, see my point? Oh, you're asking me what are some other ones? Yeah. Virtue. Okay. Steadfastness. Okay, what about discipline? Well, that's steadfastness and discipline. Okay. Like all that is in there. Okay, yeah. But but again, your life experiences have determined how you define your manhood. No, I, along with the feelings. Let's get something straight. I'm not trying to define anyone's manhood. What I was just basically saying was this. As a man, we approach life from a black and white standpoint. We don't. Yes. We all approach life differently. That's, that's why everybody is their own person. Now, you can make the generalization that all men do, but you don't know all men. I'm not making a generalization. Okay. I said, and I started that by saying a well-heeled man, because a well-heeled man is taught, right, from the beginning, right, that life for us has to be black or white, because you're gonna be put in situations where it's not about feeling. That is sometimes, once again, growing up in a different culture and understanding life through that prism, right, in a culture that has been very successful in building strong men, right, which tells that culture, yes, your feelings matter, but guess what? Your feelings are secondary or maybe even third because what matters most is what is the fact. Well, okay. I'd like to know, what do you guys think about that discussion? Fact versus emotion. What do you think? Hey, guys, it's Dr. Delvina, and I just wanted to tell you about the ways to follow me. So if you're listening to this podcast, I don't know what platform you're on, but I'm on all of the podcast platforms, Google, Apple, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and you can also follow me on my social media for those of you who found me through your podcast platform and not on social media. Some people have been following me on Instagram or Facebook, and that's how they learned about the podcast. But for those of you who learned about my podcast first, please feel free to follow me on social media. On Instagram and Facebook, I'm Dr. Delvina. The doctor is abbreviated as DR. And there's no period, so it's D-R, Delvina, which is spelled D as in Delta, E-L, V as in Victor, E-N-A. And let's see, I have a website. I mentioned before that the website was under construction, but the website is up and good to go. It is Dr. Delvina Help. So again, the D-R is abbreviated, D-R, D as in Delta, E-L, V as in Victor, E-N-A, help, H-E-L-P, as in Papa, dot com, drdelvinahelp.com. So please go to my website, take a look, peruse the site, and see what's going on there. And uh, I'm also, let's see, where else am I? I'm in SoundCloud as well, but I'm not as active on SoundCloud as I am with my um, with my podcast. You know, this podcast has been up since May 2020 during the pandemic, 
And um, I just love talking about the brain and helping to educate people about their mental health and wellness. So please spread the word, tell a neighbor, tell a friend, tell a family member, tell a loved one, tell a significant other, tell your ex. If there's something I've t- I touched on that really that you identify with and you want to share it with someone, share it, please. So as I was recording, someone sent me a message to ask me my thoughts about um, Boosie. Boosie, this situation with his daughter. I I really don't have a comment, man, because some people know how they're rearing their children. And sometimes, especially when there's two parents involved, you don't really have a way. Well, no, you do have a way, but you haven't found that way because you and the mother were never really equally balanced or you and the father weren't equally balanced or weren't equally yoked, so you don't get along. There's some type of resentment, and so oftentimes it's taken out on the children. Someone asked me what my thoughts were on that, and I I don't have any thoughts regarding it. It's a sad situation, and um, I just said a prayer for them. I hope they, they get it together. Um, the daughter forgives her father. The father forgives the daughter, forgives the mother. I want them to all forgive one another and just come back together and say, how can we do this? How can we make this right for our daughter? I hate that she's growing up um, this way. Uh, the fact that he got her a car, she didn't like the color, so she did this or did that to it and changed it or whatever. Um, and the fact that they're on social media spreading their business. So that's that's my beef with it. Like, why are y'all on social media beefing? Come on now. You can do better than that. Let's let's not let's not do it. And listen, this is how the daughter sounds, man. She's like hood. I mean it's talking about some wipe your tears. Wipe your tears. Woo do woo. Do it look like I've been crying, my nigga? I ain't been crying. You just a bitch. You gonna stay one. One thing a nigga ain't finna do is finna inst- I don't even Instagram beef or host the fuck I like Instagram beefing with a nigga who about to be 40 or something, something like that, cause he lied about his age so much. Hit it ain't that still your daddy. What do they ain't my daddy? He's a bitch, per bitch. That shit not in my blood, never been. No hoe ever beat me up. Yeah, none of no hoe never knock me out. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, dumb shit. Ain't nobody ever beat me up. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about it. Fuck wrong. Okay, um, so when I heard that, I was like, all right, no comment, no comment at all. I mean, she came crazy for her father, called him a bitch, called him a nigga, like, ugh, things I would have never thought about. I, that has never even entered my brain to talk to my father in that, that manner, you know, ever, never, never, ever, ever. Have never thought about that. So I, I have one more video for you guys from last month's show. Um, and this is Harold Pryor, the Broward State Attorney, talking about his father and breaking breaking the cycle. I didn't want to be in that space. I didn't want to continue that cycle that my father saw from his father. And I'm sure that my grandfather saw from his father. And so it really came for me just out of necessity, wanting to continue have a productive relationship with my wife, to have a productive family dynamic, it was important for me to say that I needed help, right? And that was tough, right? Because I, I had I didn't have that example. Um, and I think that's why it's just tough because we don't have that example. Many of us, I, I can only speak for myself. 
I didn't have that example, and it was important for me to break that cycle um, because it was just out of necessity. Okay. So that is a, a great talk about breaking the cycle and what we see with our parents. Um, I'm not really sure. I, I can't remember what was being said before um, before um, attorney prior went into that um that transparent moment, but breaking the cycle, especially the cycle of anything that's adverse or not healthy for us, breaking the cycle is definitely um, a much needed thing in all communities, but especially in the black community. Well, guys, clap it up, clap it up, clap it up. Yes, that's another episode of the Brain Love Podcast. I'm going to wrap it up. I mean, we've been talking or chatting on the couch for over 30 minutes. I don't want to keep you too long considering I don't have a guest. I know that you guys love also hearing from me as well. But, again, I don't want to keep you too long. I'll be back again next Sunday night for another episode. And if you are in South Florida, come out tomorrow night to the YMCA and Historic Cistronk, which is basically Fort Lauderdale, but it's the historic part of Fort Lauderdale, please come out. It's located at 1409 Northwest 6th Street. And the name of the YMCA is the L.A. Lee YMCA Mazel Community Center. Tickets are available on Eventbrite. Or if um, you want me to send you the link, Feel free to email me at info, I-N-F-O, at drdelvinahelp.com. That's D-R-D as in Delta, E-L-V as in Victor, E-N-A, help, H-E-L-P.com. Or call the office at 305-981-1700. We would love to have you. And we still need one more vendor. We need another vendor, y'all. Come on out. Everybody say brain love. It's the end of an episode. Thank you guys for joining me on my couch. It's been a pleasure. It's Dr. Delvina. Remember, every day you must have brain love. Balance. You can't have all work and no play, and you can't have all play and no work. Reframe. Reframe your negative thinking. Think positively. Avoid negative people. Inside, everything you need it's inside of you. Look inside yourself. Needs. Know your needs. Your needs come first, not everyone else's. Limitations. Limit your expectations of yourself. Ownership. Own your mistakes. Learn from them and move on. Vengeance is not yours. It's the Lord's. Express yourself. Every day, meaningful communication. Don't go to bed angry. And that's been my show, guys. Brain love.